Good evening to our neighbors and listeners. We are coming to you live from the 215 here in Germantown. You're listening to the award-winning InfoHub Hour with Rashida Jamu, a.k.a. Philly's Freedom Join. And I'm Maleka Fruin. I live here in Germantown with my family. Germantown InfoHub Radio Hour is all about news and engagement in Germantown. You can check out what's going on by visiting our website at germantowninfohub.org. Now let's start our show. So for today's show, we will be highlighting two events happening later this month and interviewing the organizers of said events. The first person we will hear from is Erica Johnson, also known as Diva Erica, who is the owner and operator of Black Implanted. Johnson is currently organizing the Jabali Jungle, which is a celebration of Black and POC, plant and flower shop owners, and some urban farms. And after that, we'll speak to Wanda Horton Sauer of Mission Incorporated to talk about their anti-violence rap contest, Philly Got Bars. The 20 finalists have been chosen, and now we want to know exactly what guests can expect when they show up to see who is taking $2,000 home with them. Let's get started. First up, we have the woman who is putting Blackness, plants, culture, and community first through the efforts of her business and beyond. She is the self-proclaimed diva with a green thumb. Here to speak with us now about the Jabali jungle, let's welcome Erica Johnson to the InfoHub Radio Hour. All righty. Hi, Erica. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you all? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, I'm doing amazing. Um, I can't complain. It's a nice day outside. It is. Um, a it's little hot. hot. Okay. It's really hot. It's really hot. Not for my taste, but you know, the air conditioner gets me right. So we're okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Gotta stay cool and stay hydrated. Exactly. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. You do a bit of you do a bit of a few things. Um, <laughs> As far as, you know, hosting the Jabali Jungle, but then also yes. is a product of Black Implanted, which you were mm -hmm. also the operator and owner of. So just talk yes. about like how you got into the work, who you are as a person. Um, yeah. And why all of this matters to you. Okay. So um, basically after 20 plus years in healthcare, I decided to do some other avenues as I've been a, um, I've been a um, makeup artist. I've started my own makeup line and beauty line called Diva Erica's Apothecary. And you know, over the pandemic, a lot of stuff happened with people. So of course, people started growing their plants and gardens and things of that nature. And there was just this huge boom with it. Um, and so in the midst of a pandemic, like a, like a whole lot of other people, um, just wanting to be more knowledgeable in certain areas and wanting to introduce the community in different ways as well. So I started Black and Planet and we're like a boutique green, we're village powered. So we um, work with our community, work with the different organizations um, and different um, stores and shops to produce and put out the word about what these organizations and shops and stores and farms are doing. So just in the beginning, it was more so just talking about plants and talking about plant care, um, along with other people in that, you know, area industry and stuff like that. Um, and it kind of grew. And I just saw that um, there was this need. I am a staunch, staunch supporter of small owned businesses and women owned businesses and black owned businesses. And I said that I wanted to start something to bring awareness to um, these plant shops and these flower shops and floral designers and urban farms um, as a collective to bring them together. And so through Black and Planet, 
that's where the Jabali Jungle Plant pop-up experience was born. You know, we definitely have noticed the theme of, of people in general getting interested in plants and in gardening and in farming when mm-hmm. started. And it's interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about the whole village-powered idea? I love wh- how you express that. Um, we're stronger together. And the word Jabali means rock. Um, and I think that as we become um, pillars in our community and we want to teach the next generation what we're doing, um, there are a lot of people and a lot of organizations out there doing it in creative ways um, to get the community involved. So trying to work with those community gardens that have plots and we can have um, different meetups there, um, work with the different plant shops. We can have meetups there. We can have meetups, you know, um, in different areas throughout the city, work with different organizations, um, but it's bringing the community together to talk about plants, to talk about herbs, to talk about farming, to talk about garden um, and, and growing produce. I'm, I'm on the wavelength where I believe that um, at least one person in the family should have the knowledge or should be able to either grow something and then you're able to feed everybody. So that's where that village aspect comes in for me. And that's why I'm basically hosting the event because I want the community, which is the village to be more involved in that area. And there's mm-hmm. such and there's such a need for it, but there's also a hunger for that type of education as well. I love that. I love the whole <laughs> village powered just term and phrasing and yes like i had already stated i'm just going to piggyback a little bit off of Mm -hmm. her so like you do the work and so what's been the feedback from the village customers patrons to just be having somebody black doing this kind of work and you know in recent days seeing being able to see somebody who looks like you is a very interesting phenomenon in doing any work so how's that been for you it's been great. The feedback has been great. Um, I try to interject myself as much as I can in the community, going to different events, checking out different stuff that have the same theme. Um, I have no problem volunteering um, at community events and serving my own community myself. Um, I have to be involved if I want to other people to be involved in what I'm doing. And so I'm just a big supporter of still giving back in certain ways. I'm volunteering this Saturday um, upcome, at another upcoming event. So I like to interject myself. And then that's how you meet the people. You get more people to join onto your village. Um, and the feedback has been great from all the organizations. Most of the plant shops that we had last year are coming back again this year for the Jabali Jungle to um, vend with us. And this year it's even bigger and better because we have community organizations like yours, Germantown Info Hub, to be represented there that can also connect to the community. So I'm excited that we were able to expand um, being that we had a larger facility with the Wick House this year. Yeah, it sounds like you've really been connecting with lots of different organizations and in a mm-hmm. lot of different creative ways as well. Mm-hmm. And this is all leading up to the big event, Jabali Jungle. Yay! <laughs> tell us about it. Tell us, tell listeners about exactly what it is. Okay, so the Jabali Jungle Plan pop-up experience 
is a village power event um, where we're giving you the black owned, the brown owned, the AAPI owned plant shops, flower shops, and urban farms on the East Coast. So we have um, different shops like Avery and Avery and Planty Things, Growing Up Torres, Nori Plants, Five Footer Central. So those are some of our plant shops that'll be there. Um, we have a, um, a guard, we have what's called Garden Side Chat. So the garden side chats are where you'll be able to have an interactive area where there's an expert there to talk to you on a subject. So throughout the day, we will have chair yoga with Janine Mitchell at 1 p.m. We will also have at 1.30 a class on container gardening with Brianna Torres of Growing Up Torres. And then at 1.45, we'll have another one called Loving Lavender, Loving Lavender and herbs galore. And that will be with Lady Taja of the Lavender Room. And then at two o'clock PM, we're going to do an urban farmers panel um, with Pleasant Community um, Playground Garden, Dirt Baby Farm, and also um, <clears throat> with Fertic Farms. So they're just going to talk and, and delve into um, a little bit more about urban farming, what it is, and how people can start to um, invest or get interested in doing it if they choose to do so. So it's a day full of vendors, um, community marketplace. We also will have a plant and play zone for the kids called Omari's Plant and Play Zone, where they'll be able to plant a seed. And um, we also have a young entrepreneur this year. Um, her name is Chrissy's Lemonade. So she's a small young girl entrepreneur. So she'll be represented. We will also have a live art demonstration um, by Armani Arts. We'll have a DJ. So we'll have a whole lot of things going on on Saturday, August the 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at the Wick House. And they're located at 6026 Germantown Avenue, the historic Wick House that people come out and come um, take pictures in the 200 year old garden, have a great, have some great fun on the grounds. And um, it's just about community so that we can give knowledge to what all these plant shops, flower shops and farms are able to offer, sell, how they're able to educate you and cultivate you into letting you know more about plants, more about gardening, farming or whatever you desire. I love that. I really love <laughs> that. And when you say experience, it sounds like you really mean experience. I love like yes. the idea of somebody claiming it. Like, this is an experience, girl. Like, this is not just your normal pop. This is what it is. <laughs> we are going to have, we have a, um, we have a, um, we have our MJ's flower bloom bar. So you can make a mini bloom bar, mini bloom of flowers to take home. Hmm. Um, we have Social Impact Cafe. She's going to have a produce table. People can bring their bags and take home some produce for free. So we're going to have some interactive areas, you know, where we're giving back to the community as well. As you come shop, dance to the music, be in the garden, take a class. It's just cuteness. Um, we're to ask everybody if you want to have fun with us, if you got some planty clothes, like with plants or leaves or flowers, you can wear that or you can wear the color yellow. So if okay. you want to have fun with us, those that like the theme dress. <laughs> wow. That's so, so, how long does it take you to organize? Like, so when you're done one, do you just immediately start organizing the next one? Yes, as much as I can. It is wow. a process. It is a, we are thankful. Um, 
for the Wick House because um, we almost didn't have a location. We were fighting to find a location that was going to be good. And um, the Wick House had the availability and opened themselves up to us. So we're so glad that we were even able to expand this year. Um, the excitement is there. So I'm excited. Um, the community is ready to come out. I advertise and most like I'm huge in a lot of a lot of Facebook groups. I will promote my behind off in Facebook groups, but we really want the community to come out. We want you to bring out either yourself, bring a friend, bring a girlfriend, bring your family, bring the kids out. It's a full fun family free event for everybody in the community. That sounds so cute. It's a day of fun. <laughs> I love hanging out at the Wick House and picking mm-hmm. up from, from you, Social Impact Cafe, Wick House, all these different, all these different places and organizations that are very neighborhood based, but also do a lot of different programming and activities yes. in the neighborhood. Tell us about a little bit about how you engaged with how you did your community engagement, how you work started working with all these different organizations in the Northwest to connect to, to connect and really create this mm-hmm. event. Um, it really, honestly, it came from, there is a, um, there's a group called Black Planters on Facebook. And from there, that organization, um, meeting a lot of people from across the United States that were gardening, that were farming. And then you start to, just through social media, start to connect with people in your own community and see who's doing, there are so many other people in Philadelphia that are doing great things in these areas. And I'm just like a little blip trying to put my, you know, my name on the map because I want to make sure that we're all educating. So social media for me has been the biggest thing because I can connect through somebody's inbox. We can, if it's in the city, we can meet up. If it's not, we, you know, we can meet up through Zoom or what have you. If there are questions, you can utilize other people's services. There are a lot of um, small businesses that sell so many other planty items and planty things. So it goes from like buying plants to talking about plants to, you know, if you're on TikTok, having fun with plants. And then there's also that educational part there as well, um, learning how to do things and, uh, and learning how to teach others how to do it as well. Um, so with that, it's just really putting yourself out there and connecting and again, going to a lot of our community events. We have a lot of um, great community events in Germantown that go on every single weekend. Um, and sometimes you, you have to put yourself out there and go and support your community. And I find out through all the farmers markets and all the other events that go on throughout the year, there's a great substance of people that you can connect with. Um, and, and that's even how I connected with you all just by talking to you all at an event. And you just have to put yourself out there and talk to people and people will definitely respond. You may get a couple of no's, but people will <laughs> absolutely respond. And no's are always there. <laughs> definitely, man. You're 100% right. And you know what? I'm going to have to write a book about how social media does good for people because a lot of people really do kind of like stump on social media, but it's very good for outreach and connecting with people and starting like those initial things and then like figuring out events, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's how the 
the info hub, I mean, email is still essentially like a social media in a sense. So it's like, absolutely. Like once you, like, I, I believe if you're connecting on social media and then like you go ahead and send them the informational letter through email and you know, make your own calls and stuff like that. But like for initial stuff, if people really want to reach out, if they accept DMs, because some people don't accept DMs, but if they do, <laughs> that's where you got to email. But I mean, essentially, yeah, just connecting through social media, just like that. It could be off a Facebook post just like that. It will happen just like that. And we've seen it happen, you know, so many times. So, yeah, but always, 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 I am start supportive of making sure that you do your, you know, your ABCs and be on your P's and Q's with not your emails and letters and things of that nature, too. It goes hand in hand. They all work together. Yeah, you're 100% right. So I guess I just want to add to what else can we expect from Black and Planted in the coming months? Like it's what is it? August? Wow, it's August. Um, Already, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get the. I'm trying to get the fog popping, the fog garden popping. But you know this heat is crazy. Um, so I think everybody is really just trying to keep their gardens and their plants alive right now. <laughs> we're in another heat wave as we speak. Um, for the week. Um, so we're just going out. Um, and educating more we'll be hitting some schools in the fall system um during the fall season so that we can educate and have some classes build up some plants and things of that nature and within the class um we'll also be working with um there is another black owned plant shop that will be opening called free bird greenery so we are partnering with them with their grand opening that will be happening over the next few months um other than that we'll be working with a couple of farms and We'll also be out here still doing um, plant styling and decorating. Um, and we want to do more of, we're trying to connect with more schools, more churches, and any other organizations that would like to begin to start their own farm and or garden on their premises. So that's some of the things that we'll be doing um, this year. That sounds good. And just lastly, how can people stay plugged into updates about Black Ant Planet and the Jabali Jungle? Yes, they can follow me. Follow me on um Black Ant Planet, B-L-A-C-K-A-N-D-P-L-A-N-T-E-D. Um, at Black Ant Planet on Facebook and Instagram. They can contact me at um Jabali Jungle on Instagram. That's J-A-B-A-L-I jungle on instagram uh, my email is black and planet at gmail.com we're still looking to connect um with flower shops plant shops in the city urban farms in the city and beyond um so they can connect with me if they choose to do so we want to add on as many as we can um so they can still connect with me that way erica i love the way that you connect with people i love <laughs> doing engagement both on social media and in real life. Once again, this was Erica Johnson from Black and Planted. We want to thank you so much. Thank for you so much for having me. Talking about Black and Planted and about Jabal yeah. I had such a great time. Thank you so much to the both of you for having me today. And I'll see you guys at the Jabali Jungle. <laughs> All righty there. Thank you. All right. Once again, that was Erica Johnson speaking about the Jabali Jungle event happening on August 27th at the Wick Garden. Follow Black and Planet on Instagram to stay updated on happenings surrounding the event. 
See, the number one solution when it comes to being human should be conflict resolution, never bullet distribution. If you pull it, then you lose it. The preacher's at the pulpit, cause you let out a full clip, and many lies are ruined. It's the age of the cowards. Keyboard gangsters who foresight is Fortnite. Metaverse clowns who don't fight in real life. Cold lonely souls who kill to get a million likes. That's kinda chilling, right? Desensitized, we suffer from heart atrophy and tell our children not to do nothing to say Patrick Key. A mass shooting every weekend in the flash, a man child might just bosh you in the head with heat it's deep we need the coast to keep us close to do what we supposed to become a no limit soldier spiritual close a higher purpose hit man G.O.B.'s LaCosha Nosha Assassin's Creed killed the low in me and then it's over you just heard a small snippet of what's to come at the upcoming Philly Got Bars rap contest now we'll speak to the woman who had the vision to lessen violence in the streets of Philadelphia through that contest for the past few months, she's been orchestrating this event, and at the end of this month, one of 20 finalists will be declared the winner and walk out with $2,000. Let's welcome Lawanda Horton-Souter. All right, Lawanda, it is good to have you. So really quick, just talk about yourself a little bit, talk about Mission Incorporated and why you started that, and just tell us all the different things that you have going on right now. Yeah, so uh, my name is LaWanda Horton Sauter. I'm the president and CEO of Mission Incorporated. We are a small um, boutique nonprofit consulting firm that helps organizations, grassroots organizations, medium-sized organizations um, start, file their 501c3 paperwork, um, get their act together. Um, we do a lot of grant writing and fundraising support for organizations and a lot of trainings around board development and program design. Um, we take on an issue every year. Um, and usually the issue that we take on um, as part of a give back project, like corporate responsibility, we feel like if we do business in communities, we should also care about what those communities look like and, um, and the challenges that those communities face. So. About 30% of our work is activist projects that we as a company do um, in the community. And a few years ago when uh, we were in election season and there was a lot at stake, we did a uh, project called Bold, Black and Informed, which was a voter education initiative. Um, and so this year we are um, tackling gun violence in the city of Philadelphia. And we're doing that in a very unique way. Um, all of our projects have a very unique tone to them, a very unique design to them. So we were wondering what would happen if we use the power of hip hop, the very thing that most people feel, you know, is the cause of violence to engage um, young men and women to um, tell their stories through music. So we have a contest that's going right now. Um, the grand prize is $2,000 for the winner. We have a second place of 500 and a third place of 250. And um, we want to see who got bars. We want to see who's going to be the one who takes it all on August 27th. Absolutely. I just want to go back for a little bit, only because I think this is important to highlight too. Um, you were talking about Mission Incorporated and the things that y'all do and kind of like that background work. So like, you work with some like social impact movements. So how does it feel to be doing work around that? Because like one thing about it is that people don't realize that movements aren't just what you see in the front, in the forefront. 
um, mm. but also what goes on in the background. So how does it feel to be always like contributing your skills and services like that to those movements? You know, it's um, it's really positive and impactful experience for me to see people who have the least want to help other people, you know, um, and and it's almost ironic because sometimes the people who have the most are the ones who are silent about the issues that matter. Um, so every day I am inspired and moved by people who have lost children, people who are battling serious illnesses saying, you know, rather than having my whole world shut down because of this thing that is going on with me, I'm going to take what little energy I have left and put it into uh, making sure that other people never experience what I'm experiencing. And, um, you know, this is really hard work for me because it involves listening to what people are going through every day. And I'm not, I'm not trained in psychology or psychiatry. I'm someone who's picking on people's um, emotions uh, almost on a daily basis. And, um, and it, it can be particularly difficult when the resources aren't there to support these individuals that are trying to do this work. Um, and so it's, I, it's just like on a constant basis, I have to like Dr. Phil, like, like walk people off the ledge, and like, you know, um, so like I said, I think, but I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it up for anything. So much coming to the surface about resources and assets and for mental health and for wellness and um, basically just ex the, the idea of expression and expressing everything that you're going through. Let's talk about that contest again, because that is definitely a form of expression, hip hop. Mm -hmm. Tell us all about it. Tell us the specifics. Tell us about Philly Got Bars. Yeah. So um, this started with me like literally with a backpack, kind of like walking up to kids outside of corner stores, uh, dudes on porches, um, just being in some pretty seedy and uh, questionable locations. Um, I'm five foot one, little black woman. Uh, you know, I sound like I belong on C-SPAN sometimes. So, um, you know, there was a, there was sort of like amazement. Like sometimes it would be like young guys that were standing outside like, yo, ma'am, you're not concerned about rolling up on like a group of random guys like this? And I was like, you know, we got to do the work where the work is at, you know, not from an air conditioned office at 16th the JFK. So um, I just went out there. Um, I asked them like if they had bars. Of course, everybody thought they did or had a cousin that they thought they did. And um, from there, like these, these conversations started that honestly, I wasn't entirely expecting the level of excitement. Like, yo, what's your Instagram? And like, um, you know, I'm going to send you my video and stuff and like just the excitement around the opportunity. Like, am I going to be able to say whatever I want to say? And I was like, yeah, you're going to be able to say it. They couldn't believe it because they're used to being judged 
they're used to people deciding who they are. They're used to people telling them um, how they should express themselves. And um, here I was like, yeah, it's none of that. And they were like, is there a fee? Nope. Like, you know, it's like this level of like skepticism because they're used to people trying to get one over on them. I understand that completely. I think that that's the thing, right? I love the whole idea about meeting people over at, and we had talked to another woman earlier um, who was saying the same thing, like this whole idea behind how you connect with people. It can't always be like online. It can't always be via email. You have to do some legwork, especially when you're trying to reach a certain demographic, right? So I think that that's really, really amazing work. Um, and then I guess I want to, the last time we spoke, you had just chosen the 20 finalists. Talk about that process. And you were already saying like, you know, there's a certain level of Dr. Filling you already got, you already have to do, but then it's like, you're listening to all of these stories and all these submissions. And of course, with going on your Instagram, I had like watched a lot of them. And I mean, like people was going off and they were really like rapping. Like those were rappers. How was it going through those and then having to actually narrow it down to 20 finalists? Because I know that that can be really wild, having to like judge a competition in a sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't want no smoke. So I made sure that the way we judged the um, first round was um, very mathematical and scientific. Uh, none of the committee could view anybody's video. They just had to listen. Um, so they wouldn't know, like, if I put my people on or whatever, I couldn't be like, yeah, he's getting a high score because that's my boy, Jeff, right? Um, by the way, there's no Jeff in the contest. But um, so, like, we made it so it was a blind listening session. And you had to score the artists on a scale of one to ten. And then we just added up the scores and we took the, first, the highest 20 um scores that we had so it was like fully scientific official no favoritism and it was based off of just straight like lyrical ability and and sound um yeah so i mean we were proud of our work when we got out of there in that day because it was also more exhausting than we thought it would be to listen to 20 um artists and um i'm not gonna lie some of them were funny like some of the not not all of the submissions were of the uh of impeccable quality, I will say. So so there were a few that um that actually had us busting out laughing. Um just some artists that maybe should um I don't know, uh work on their skills a little bit <laughs> a little bit more. Um, but um there were also more submissions than I thought there would be that were of such a high quality um, that it became really, really hard when we started looking at those top ones. This is really anybody's contest right now. The ones we've chosen, they're all, they're all good. So you're a musician also yourself. I know you had told me that last time. Um, and all the people who you had opened up for, I was like, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, but you had also spoke about this a little bit more earlier. You were talking about hip hop and how people like blame hip hop for. And I mean, this is this is a very widely known fact. There's no fact checking, but people widely associate hip hop with like 
rise and increase of violence sometimes mm-hmm. but you yourself are taking a very opposite approach to that and I think that that's mm-hmm. like the magic behind this so as mm-hmm. a musician yourself why do you think that music has that power to transcend and I just want to throw out that for some reason I'm thinking about Stevie Wonder's um Sir Duke that's what it's called Sir Duke yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just makes me think about that I'm sorry yeah, yeah. um One of the reasons why I felt like we could flip the script on this entire idea of hip hop, like creating the violence is because just imagine the number of times you wanted to pop somebody in the face and instead you put some music on and started, you know, singing or dancing uh, and, and getting your eggs out in that manner. I think we have to recognize the fact that there's a lot of people who aren't committing violence because they're listening to music instead. And um, the percentage of people who are committing violent acts is very small. That's just the reality. Like we don't, you know, we take this narrative a lot of times and we run with it as if 99% of young men and women of color are out here wilding and that's just not the case so if we continue to keep communicating that then that becomes a part of their personal identity you know we have to be careful with our words and most young people are still in their formative years like in into their 20s like their brains are still they're still developing wisdom intellect all that type of stuff they're getting an idea of who they are from us from those who are older and a little bit more seasoned and have been through a few more things if all we do is communicate they're this they're that they be on the porch doing this they just wilding out or whatever even that young kid who hasn't done anything is feeling like you're talking about him. And so, you know, and especially in our own community, especially black leaders, like, you know, establishment folks and stuff, they're regularly communicating this idea that these youngins are just violent. Who? Name specific names. Because when you don't do that, you you take a group of people and, and you box them in and then that becomes who they think they are. So, Really, this project is about, I'm not here to tell you who you are. I want you to tell me who you are, you know? Um, yeah, so that's 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 part of the reason why we, we went about it the way we did. LaWanda, you bring up such good points, you know, letting people speak for themselves, letting them have their, letting folks have their own agency, especially young, especially younger Black folks. And I was just in a meeting yesterday at a rec center where one of the community leaders was like saying the exact same thing you were saying which was it's a small percentage of people doing crimes and meanwhile if you live in the community if you live in the neighborhood you know that um, uh, most of the activity is just people living their lives Mm -hmm. just going out and living their lives and that's what's happening and uh so i just I love that you brought up that point. Yeah. And and a lot of these um, incidences of violence, like you really got to be out in the street to understand what's happening, right? You can't sit, look out the window and say, and then make an assessment. I mean, some folks are willing to write an entire dissertation on stuff they have no idea about. 
or have never lived around. <laughs> yeah, or you know what I'm saying? And so when you're actually in these places, I'm talking about under the L in Kensington at a music studio that's underground, and you see these young kids coming through like, yo, what's going on inside there? When you're actually there, what you find out is that a lot of these young kids just want opportunity. They want an opportunity. They're not trying to die. They have the same fears that we have around, you know, our mortality. And they, they got folks thinking that kids out here just want to die. Like, you know, that they do stuff and then they're like, yeah, I'm probably next next week and that's okay with me. Nah, they enjoy, you know, food, girls, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they enjoy all the same things we enjoy. They want to live their lives. It's just that they're in a situation where um, they have to fight to eat for resources. You know, if you can't talk about these kids unless you're hiring. Okay. If you're not hiring, what are they supposed to do? Because there's other people that will hire them of a, of a seedy nature. You know, um, so like I said, like a lot of these talking heads are not delivering any jobs or they're delivering programs that they want executed in their way without the input of these young people, you know, at all. Um, and that's why even, they're not reaching even the city's programs. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, um, I'm sorry, but if my mom is addicted to crack, I, I, I don't want to come and, and do bobbing for apples, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of the afternoon in a city hall courtyard. Like, number one, I might not even be able to get to city hall because I ain't got the SEPTA money. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, these, this is about, like, thinking about things before we do them. You know? Being intentional. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, like, the idea of success. What do you hope this contest or initiative will do if it's successful? What does success look like for you in this in this? Yeah. So there's a couple of uh there's a couple of things here. Um first and foremost, you know, we're going to have some some young people who are expressing themselves, right? In 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 the way that they want to. Um that in and of itself I think is success. We're going to have some young people that are now following me on Instagram that can later learn about entrepreneurship programs and all kinds of things that they would not have learned about because they would have never been on my mailing list otherwise. Um, you know, the other thing I'm hoping that will come out of it is just for the attendance, for the audience and stuff. You know, we have a really interesting design to this event that involves community resource table engagement. So you have a lot of these type of things where nobody goes to the community resources tables because they just are there for decoration, right? But we have interactive games that are going to be happening at each of the tables that make the participants go over to the table and interact with the people that are at them. Um, and then just the fact that we're bridging, like these organizations are going to get people to talk to, but they're going to get to really talk to them. Like while they're playing the game and everybody's having fun and smiling, hey, did you hear about this program that we got? And a real relationship is being developed, right? Um, but also for the music industry studios 
that are um, run by um, people of color that are going to be there that are now going to potentially have future business, future artists um, that come to them to start their career. So it's like there's so many different levels of aim impact for this, like so many different angles. Um, the black businesses we're trying to get on, and they don't have to just be black. They can be black and woke. I call them black and woke. Those are the, the allies, the ally businesses. You know, we're we're charging $50 for a business sponsorship because we want a long business list. We want to see a list of people who care, individuals and businesses. And we're going to hand that list to all of the attendees and tell them to do business with those businesses that care. So there's so many different layers of impact here with this single event. And you did touch on it a little bit. You already brought up some of those points, but overall, what can like even guests expect? So like we were talking, you did talk a little bit about like participants can expect with like being connected to those resources, but what else like overall, like what actually will be entailed in the event for some of the Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I have a celebrity judge that I'll be announcing uh, soon. Um, the panel of judges is fire. They represent people at different levels of the community. Um, I will say the panel of judges is straight Philly. It's called Philly Got Bars, not other people got bars. Um, so, you know, we got a great panel of judges, celebrity guests. Um, we also have celebrity walkthroughs, people that other people who are not guests that might be walking through the event. Um, we have, uh, like I said, we have a uh, hip hop trivia. We're giving away some dope stuff to people in the audience if they can answer hip hop trivia questions. Um, and then some really surprise viral moments is what I'll say. We have a couple of surprise like moments that have viral potential. Um, we, we this is about humor, you know, and community. I think it's going to be a good event. Um, and there's a strong team, strong team behind me. I love that. And just lastly, overall, um, how can people continue to just plug in to your network and then overall, like Philly Got Bars and stay updated with what's going on? Yeah. Um, you want to know about all the stuff that we have going on. You go to www.missioninkdevelopment.com. Uh, Follow us on Instagram. All the rappers' videos that they submitted are on there, along with um, just following me on you know all the radio show appearances and um, different stuff. All that stuff is I'm trying to document the journey. So at Real Mission Inc on Instagram is where a lot of the journey from the beginning is documented. Um, so that's where you would find us. Uh, tickets are required. So you'll have to go to one of those things or to Eventbrite looking for Philly Got Bars. And of course, um, use the hashtag, hashtag Philly Got Bars with a Z, um, just to, so we have it out there. Well, Luanda, I just want to thank you again, once again, for striving to, A, make a change in a positive way and then B, in a creative way, right? Um, and another thank you for coming onto our show to chat with us for a bit. I am going to let you go, but I want you to please take care of yourself. And I am looking forward to the 27th. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, Luanda. All right.
That was Luana Horton-Souder speaking about the upcoming Philly Got Bars event. The event will take place on August 27th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Johnson Youth Services on Madari Avenue. And while Germantown, it is about that time. If you have a story that you want to hear covered, please contact us at gtown.infohub at gmail.com and just ask us any questions you have. And additionally, we encourage listeners to text the Equally Informed Philly text line, another program under Resolve Philly, which allows Philadelphians to gain access to information regarding Philadelphia services. Equally Informed Philly is a direct response to the COVID-19 pandemic, and their team works hard to bridge the information divide, reducing barriers for vulnerable residents who need trustworthy information to live and thrive in Philly. They also invest deeply in underestimated voices and community storytellers. Equally Informed provides a community-driven print newsletter and the Equal Info Line, a free bilingual English and Spanish question and answer texting service that also provides vetted local news and resources to subscribers. To start asking questions, text Equal Info to 73224. Yes, and that is about it. I am Rashida Jamu, a.k.a. Philly's Freedom John. And I'm Maleka Fruin. Thank you to our neighbors for listening and engaging as always. Thank you to our guests for speaking with us today. And until next time, good night, Germantown. Germantown.